are you sure you can blame it on social media? Flexing is good for business. Spending money makes you money. Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. Redesigned. You've got to put in the effort every single day. Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers. They're creating content. There's no denying the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. And welcome to... This is a bit bright, man. Check, check, check. It's a bit bright. All right, guys. Welcome to episode two of the Redesign podcast. It's Andrew here again, aka Mr. Box. This week, got a very special guest in the building. We had a catch up for about an hour or so. Interesting convo. Not going to spend too much uh, time here talking about it. So let's just dive straight in to the episode. Got man like... You know what? I'm going to let you introduce yourself. <laughs> just by the laugh, yeah? Certain people already know who it is. It's Mr. Exposed, a.k.a. Keith. Or should I say Keith, a.k.a. Mr. Exposed? How's my real name, my a.k.a.? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> man like Mr. Shots. Podcast extraordinaire. Podcast powerhouse. Entrepreneur. What else you got? Events. Light, something light, something light. Sick know. writer. <laughs> I think I'd like to, whenever, it's always weird because whenever people ask me what I do, mm. it, I, I always struggle with that question, but I think for me, I'm a writer before everything else. So that's what I guess does everything. Yeah. That's kind of opened every door for me essentially. So I'd say writing is where that's what I do. And then everything else kind of follows after. Mm, mm. I mean, just like events, I'd say that's more of a hobby yeah than everything else for me so i'd say now i'm in a space where i'm a writer slash podcaster yeah i mean even with um my business essentially i've got a podcast network but even in that realm i prefer to be more creative than i mean kind of run the business side of things hold that thought that sounds very very juicy i mentioned something like that in one of the previous episodes but let's let's get to that later but before we do that for everyone listening right now this podcast is mainly about entrepreneurship creativity uh digital culture new media and what and you're one of those people that i would say is a you're sort of like a pioneer in this new media space yeah so you have um you've before even before three shots of tequila in case you don't know what three shots of tequila is it's uh it's one of the top podcasts out here in the uk You've been going since what, 20, 2016? Six, yeah, 2016, I think. Yeah, we started Sick. beginning of 2016. Right, so in the new media space, I would say you're definitely you're definitely up there in terms of ones to watch. So just tell people, like, how did Three Shots of Tequila come about? What is it? And what, what's the backstory behind Three Shots of Tequila? The simplest way to explain Three Shots is you get to listen into a group chat conversation between, you know what I mean, three guys. And we, I think a few years ago, what, 2016, so I was on radio before I was on Top FM doing, uh, we had a show called On Topic Talk Show. Yeah. Did that for a little bit. I moved to Australia, I think a year in. For the second year of the show, Marv took over with Rob and he did that for a year while I was out in Australia. So I've come back now and I was thinking we need to, actually just before I came back, I was like, we need to try something else. So mm-hmm. while I was out in Australia, my sister, she used to listen to a podcast, podcast. And at this point, I was like, the hell is a podcast? You know what I mean? So started to, you know, hear a listen, listen. Like, oh, that sounds interesting. So that's why I was like, 
ah, it would be interesting if we interesting if we were to try something similar. So me, Marv, Taser. I mean, we sat there and we were like, let's give this a try and yeah. see how it is. We've yeah. got a background in kind of this kind of stuff anyway. So how bad could it really be? Yeah. I mean, first episode came out and it just went crazy. And it's funny because we didn't announce it. We didn't put it anywhere. It was literally... What, no promo whatsoever? Nothing. It just literally... No one knew it was coming out until it came out. Yeah. That yeah. was it. There was no pre-nothing. We just dropped it and it was there. So yeah. people were caught off guard. That's so, mad. So the, the, the reason why you guys got away with that is because individually you were already doing your own thing. So you'd already individually built up strong personal brands, right? 100%, 100%. So what were you doing before to kind of build build your, your personal brand? And For me, I've know. been writing and blogging. So I've been writing for years, you know, yeah. micro-blogging on Instagram yeah. with the captions and stuff like that. I was part of a, a part of my blog. So I was one of the kind of founding members yeah. part of my blog years ago. Right. So I just, Do you know what? I thought that was just you, you know? I thought that was just you by yourself. No, 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 no. Like, I was part of the team, you know? Okay, so, okay. Yeah, so they brought me on, actually, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the way we had modelled. So we modelled um, part of my blog at the beginning around my personality. So that's yeah. why it was easy to assume yeah. it was just me because yeah. that's that was our selling point at the yeah, time. Yeah. So that was our USP. It was, how can we be different from any other blog and stuff like that? So it was the language we used, yeah. how we spoke, how we put news out. Hey, that that blog was funny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you know what I mean? And it worked. It worked. It got, yeah, yeah. It got people interested in it. Yeah. So that, and funny enough, that's how I actually discovered you. Yeah. Yeah, it was through that, through that blog. That's how I discovered you. So in terms of like, obviously you're doing your thing with part of my blog, you're building a name, a name for yourself. Back then... In terms of like your status and your popularity, how have you like how has it been for you like to just all of a sudden have this massive following and just so people that, are recognizing you on road, like people like I think I always used to it's been like that for me on socials for as long as I can remember. Cause when it comes to social media, I always tell people social media is my playground. Yeah, I yeah. treat every social media platform the same for me. I look at it, that's just the medium for me to get stuff out there. And once you figure out what, how one of them works, whatever social media platform pops up, you can take over. I did it on Facebook, Bebo yeah. did yeah. it on, like I just knew how social media worked. I just knew how people work. Yeah. So, you know, built my brand or whatever, you know, people started to recognize me and stuff. And that's part, part of the reason I don't really like putting my face in my pictures and stuff like that. Because yeah. you do get people, you know, just popping up on you sometimes <laughs> and so on and so on. And for me, because Bro, it's of too my, late. <laughs> it's but, too late. <laughs> but I can get away with it because a lot of people only recognize me more when I speak. Right, so right. That's why when I go into places, I don't say anything. Bruv, if I, was some, if I was in a restaurant and I heard you laughing, I would know, you know it's it you. was me. Yeah, so I would know it was you straight away. So where some people are conscious of being seen, yeah, I'm yeah. very conscious of being heard. Right, right. Certain spaces because I'm like, you might think, is it him? Is it not him? Mm. Yeah. If I say something, yeah. you know what I mean? That's so-and-so because my voice is very distinctive. Yeah, essentially. 100%. So that's what it was. But yeah, man, built the brand, built the brand, moved on to, you know, doing different things. So when part of my blog, yeah. having, so when I left part of my blog, I actually started, I was doing my own blog. So I was blogging from my own website for a little bit. Right. But I was like, I don't know. It's not really my thing. I kind of blogged because it's all I had at the time. I was like, I don't know anything else. So that's when I moved on to Instagram. So, right, like, uh, right. so now I'm just going to micro blog. And at the time, no one was writing captions on Instagram. It was just right. pictures. So I started writing long captions on Instagram when it still used to annoy people. Right, like, why the right. hell was your caption so long? And so on and so on. So I was going against that. But part of it was a challenge for me. I like a challenge. So I was like, let's see if I can get away with it. Um, Can I make people... um? read such long captions when all they want to do 
is look at pictures. And it was also like, can I fit my whole point into, you know what I mean, this many letters? Because yeah. if, if you're blogging or whatever, you have an unlimited number of letters and sometimes you can just, you know, characters you can just waffle on. Yeah. I was like, cool, I need to get my point out. Yeah, I need yeah. to be funny. I need to be informative. Or, you know what I mean? And get my point across in like a tenth of the space now. Yeah. Can I do it? And yeah. It's mad because I'm almost cracking up just thinking of some of the stuff you put. <laughs> some of the stuff you put on your um your Instagram. The the captions are mad. Like what so what's your thought process when you when you're about to like create a post? Yeah. What's the thought process before you start, you know, writing stuff and I write if Or is it, is it just off the cuff? Off the cuff. I write how I speak. Right. Essentially. So that's I feel like we're having this conversation right now. The conversation yeah. can go anywhere. And yeah. when I write as well, so that's why sometimes you'll read a post and it'll go to ten different places yeah, yeah. in one post. Yeah. But you'll get what I mean by the end of it. So I'm one of those people that I'll write and then I read out loud. Okay. I've written, so I write, then I read out loud. I write, then I read out loud. And if you read it, it's easy going because yeah. it sounds exactly how I speak. Yeah. Because that's how it's kind of framed and how it's written. And that's why I always tell people it's a little easier for me to write because I write how I speak. I'm not trying to throw in any unnecessary big mm. words. I'm not trying to make it sound some kind yeah. of way. You know what? That's a mad thing, you know, because you know when you look into the psychology of like copywriting or writing, yeah. a lot of people when they start writing stuff for either like blogs or business related stuff, they try too hard. Like they try and they go to the thesaurus and say, how can I make this word longer instead of how can I make this more simple? simple. Yep. And the thing is when people read stuff, if it seems complicated, they don't, no. they won't feel, they won't feel dumb. They'll think you're dumb because it will look as if like, it will feel they as if you're writing. Don't make sense. Yeah. What you're saying don't make sense. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you simplify things, it makes you look intelligent. Mm hmm. And it makes them feel intelligent I at the same time. Writing. So when I when we write, it's kind of like no matter how smart I am, if I start speaking Mandarin to you right now, if you don't understand Mandarin, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't matter. I could be giving you the cure for cancer right now, mm. and it doesn't matter because you don't understand what I'm saying. And that's what it was for me. I was like, okay, I need to write in a way that people understand. Mm. That makes people comfortable with taking in information because if you write in a way that belittles people or makes them feel like this is too much for me or this person is speaking to me from a place up here and he's looking down at me people you know people feel people get defensive yeah and then i think it, it, there's a disconnect as well they don't feel as connected but when mm -hmm. when they look at the stuff and it's relatable and they get it instantly it's like they feel more yeah. connected to you and and it feels yeah. like a conversation you're having yeah. with someone you know it's just mm. like we can sit here and have a conversation and boom, 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 and it gets across. You know what I mean? Knowledge comes across. If I'm speaking, if I'm talking down to you, I'm talking to you like you're an idiot, you're yeah. going to be thinking, okay. And yeah. even if what I was saying was knowledgeable or whatever, at that point, you're like, I don't care. Mm. You know what I mean? You're talking to me like I'm some anyone. And that's what happened. So for me, it was like, okay, I need to write in a way that doesn't polarize anyone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I've been refining my writing style yeah. over the years and it's getting better and better and better. Sick. So you've got you've got a book coming out. Yeah. Is it a, is it a re-release of the original re, book or I've, is it I've rewritten that book so many times over the years. It's more or less it's the same book essentially but and it's it's crazy that that happened but I'm kind of glad everything happened the way it did yeah. because I've gotten to rewrite the book and I've become a better writer in that time so you know when you go back to let's say you look at pictures of how you used to dress back in the day yeah, oh, bloody hell to me the other day bro yeah <laughs> and that's literally how I look at some of my writing I'm like bloody hell you know what I mean it's to everyone else 
it, it would have been great writing. But yeah. to me as a person, I look back at certain things. I'm like, how did I even let that? Yeah. So what's what's the title of the book and and what's what's the gist of it? What's the book about? Um, so so far, um, I'm thinking of changing it, but I'm not sure. Right. But the title that the book has had from when I first wrote it to now is kind of like a self help book. Okay. Because essentially, that's exactly what the book is like. It's kind right. of like a self help book. Yeah. Because I feel like majority of self help books are just full of crap. In terms of they're always trying to sell you something or trying to make you buy something or yeah. framing themselves as something they're not. So for mine, it's like, it's kind of a self-help book in the sense of it doesn't have all of the tripe in it. So it's right. no junk, there's no this, there's no that. So it's kind of like a self-help book. But mostly my life experiences and how I've seen things and things I've been through and that kind of thing. So like, there's some stuff that might help you, but the rest is, you know what I mean? It's just my experiences with certain things and you can take something from it. Yeah that might help you but outside of that it's just a well-written interesting funny book dope you dope. know one of those ones. So that, that's exactly how i want to frame it because what happens with a lot of people is they buy self-help books or when people read a self-help book they read it with the intention of i'm going to read this and my life is going to change <laughs> because i read this i told you know what i wish i i wish i knew someone that that actually happened to i've never seen i've never seen that happen nope and this and is the what thing is they don't realize that is Okay, you can read a self-help book, but that's the whole point of it, self, self-help. Self You have yeah. to help yourself. You actually have to do the work. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And I think, like, the internet is literally just full of, it's just full of hot air. Like, mm -hmm. people regurgitating information and saying stuff because it sounds good or it's the right thing to say or, like, oh, you should exercise, you should drink water, you should stop eating pork, you should, um, if you start, you should, you should start a business, don't just do a nine-to-five, you should, do you know what I mean? preoccupied with what sounds good. Yeah. Not what works. It's yeah. What and what works for you. the individual as well. Yeah. And that's different, 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 because running a business, yeah. running a business isn't for everyone. Exactly. But, you know, on social media, you've been told, how dare you, how can you go and do a nine to five for all of these years, you know what I mean? Yeah. What kind of bummer are you? Wah, 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 wah. But some people are just okay. Because if you put them in that environment, it just doesn't work for them because that's not who they are. Mm. We're all different in that way. And it's easy to pick up a self-help book and then stop feeling bad for yourself yeah. or bad about yourself because that book has just told you that, you know, everything you are is bad when it's just some you're just different from whoever wrote that book or you're yeah. different from whoever that book was written for, essentially. And that's what happens a lot. So I was like, mm, I need to write this in a way that's not polarizing and it's just as real as can be because yeah. that's always been my thing and that's why I think a lot of people can relate to what I write on social media and stuff like that because it's as real as can be. Yeah. So who would you say that that book is aimed at? Any and everyone. And that's, that's why it was so very hard to read, write. I yeah. tell people, the easier something is to read, the harder it is to write. Yeah. That you know what I mean? So I want the, the one demographic that um, I really, really wanted to capture is people that don't usually read. If mm. you go into my captions on Instagram and read the comments, going back a couple of years, the one thing you will see, you know what I mean, over and over, is I don't usually read, right? but I like reading your stuff. I don't usually do, you know what I mean? I had so many people that say, I don't usually read, but I'm getting your book. I don't usually read, but I love coming to read your captions. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I've just tapped into a market that no one else had. People right. that weren't interested in reading because no one was writing stuff for them. Yeah. No one was giving them anything. You know I mean? yeah, yeah. As a friend of mine, I remember I gave him a book and he was really, really interested in reading it, but he just couldn't relate to it right. because of how it was written. And just couldn't get into it. And I was like, I get it. Because when we read Bill Gates' book and stuff like that, my story and Bill Gates' story is very different. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know I mean? 
sometimes you, you got to kind of like, um, it helps when you're reading experiences from people who kind of, who look like you mm-hmm. or are from the same background as you. Because a lot of the time, some of the, a lot of the time, the bestsellers are from American authors and they're like, they're from a completely different time. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying, you might not necessarily, it's good advice, but you might not necessarily be able to apply it to what's going on today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's refreshing to kind of see that, you know, people like you from the, from the digital space are kind of like putting your own experiences on paper and putting it in a way that's relatable to the people coming up now as well. Yeah. No, so yeah, man. So when do you think that book's going to be complete? When are you looking to release the book? Uh, beginning of 2019. So that's when I've, I'm hoping to kind of have it out. You know, it's just been a nightmare because it's self-publishing. Yeah. I mean, had a few issues coming along and now it's, you know, making sure it comes out at the right time, mm. not rushing it. Because that's one of the things that you kind of come across where you're like, it has to come out, it has to come out. And I was like, it does, yeah. but it has to come out. You know what I mean? Right circumstances where I can, you know, kind of devote all my energy to the book and kind of having a business as well. At the same time, it's like, I can't do all of that. Well, cause with the book, I could have easily said, cool, I'm just release it now. But then, you know, something kind of takes a hit. It's like, yeah. where do I put more energy this side? Or do I put more energy that side? Yeah. Or do I put all my energy here now? And of course it's a process as yeah, well. 100%. And you know, the promotion of the book, the, the, how you're going to put it out. Do you know what I mean? I remember, I don't have a publishing deal. I don't have any of that. It's literally just me, my book. Yeah. And so I kind of have to do all of, all of that. Yeah. So that's when I was like, you know what? It has to come out at a time that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. well, the, the one advantage I think you've got is because you've got such a strong personal brand and you've got such a, a, a very engaged following yeah. on, on your social medias. Like as soon as you drop a project, you've instantly got that attention. And that's where a lot of people, I think they go wrong. They don't have, when they want to launch a product, specifically a product. Yeah. If they don't have the right attention yet, it they go and do the work and they think, oh, if I build it, they will come. Yeah. It never works like that. It's like like a lot of companies or small business owners that I speak to, they they sometimes they come to me for websites, right? Yeah. And when they get their website built, they automatically assume that money is just going to start flooding in. Because they have a website. Because they have a website. People are just going to find it. No, there's a whole strategy behind it. And that's why, like, like back to what you were saying about, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everyone like it's a it's it's a process um 100%. and also your personality as well which is which is quite interesting did you you took the personality test as well didn't you yeah, yeah. so what would you say is are you the entrepreneur type or do you have other traits did you come up as an entrepreneur or did you come up as something else uh i think i came up as a logician the what um intp okay okay one that was but for me, I'm more logical. And when it comes to business and stuff like yeah. that, for me, I'm more on the creative side. Okay, you know? okay. I'm the person like, I create and I delegate. So, right. I know, you know, so I'm the person that will come up with the idea and yeah. I know who'd be great to execute it. Yeah. Essentially, so I'm that person. Like, cool. A person does A, that person does B, that person does C, and they make it happen. Yeah. I'm very, I'm also very self-aware. So I know... I was just about to say that. Very important. Very, very important trait in business to have self-awareness. self-awareness yeah you know what i mean brutal self-awareness where you know yourself through and through it like i know for a fact that i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that i can go around running around and telling people yeah i did this i did that but if i'm not good at it it doesn't matter my business suffers yeah when i can say hey andrew can you come and do a b c and d for me yeah. for this business or whatever because most people are so preoccupied with you know this whole self-made 
I did everything myself. Yeah, I was yeah. There, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's romantic. It's the internet, innit? It's, it's the so- social media has struggled romanticized romanticized the whole entrepreneurship thing because no one's going to post, oh, I haven't got bread. I haven't paid my, my I'm three months behind on rent. No one's ever going to post that. Do you nope. know what I mean? Everyone's posting, you know, what car they've got. They're posting the accolades. They're posting uh, whatever. If they, they've won a new client or whichever. And I think it's like, I think it's a bit dangerous. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Very, very, um, very, very. Trust me, it romanticizes struggle to the next level where people feel like if you haven't suffered. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't suffered or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, look at um, Kylie Jenner. That's why a lot of people don't, you know, deem her successful on her own and boom, 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 because she didn't come from struggle. Mm. Because she wasn't suffering, it doesn't count as self-made. You know what I mean? Your stories, you weren't sleeping on the floor. Yeah. You weren't doing this, you weren't doing that, you weren't struggling. Someone gave you the money, which is more or less, that's, you know, what happens when you start your business. You yeah. go out there, get a loan or you get money given to you, boom, boom, boom. But because of that, people don't see her mm. as someone that's done her own thing. Because we've been sold this whole struggle. You know what I mean? If it's, if you didn't struggle and suffer and, you know what I mean, eat termites. Yeah, it's not, it's not you're it not legit, count. you're not it's the not real deal. Real. Yeah. yeah, it's not real. But what's what's mad is a lot of rich, um, a lot of kids that come from wealth, they fuck up anyway. They squander the money. It's not everyone that just because your your parents are wealthy doesn't automatically mean you're going to be successful with business. So to be honest, ratings to her because she's she is using exactly while having everything because she could have just chosen not to do nothing. Yeah, she could have just chilled. And most people don't take stuff like that the way they see. It's like nah. You got given a loan. Mm. So, you know, I tell, tell people, okay, she's got different opportunities. But like I said, outcome and stuff like that is not predetermined. Just because you we have rich parents doesn't mean you're going to be successful in doing A, B, C, and D. Mm. You have the capital, but do you have the know-how? Do you have the this, the this, the this, the this? You know, she started her own thing. Remember, Kim K started that brand or whatever. Boom, boom, boom. She had, she weighed, makes way more money than Kim. Mm. Like she's worth a good three times what Kim Kardashian is. Yeah. That's mad. And that's how it is. But because we've been sold this whole struggle story, you have to be struggling. If you didn't struggle, it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone say I'm grinding. I was this. We're in the studio all night, yeah. and we slept in the studio four days in a row. Boom, boom, boom. If I could call up Scott Storch, get a hit in two days, bro. Why do I want to be in the studio for seven? Mad. If if I have that, you know, available to me, mm. and that's what helps me now because I've been, you know, building my brand, meeting people for years. Yeah. Why wouldn't I use any of those connections? Why? Because someone's gonna pop up and say, hey. Boom, boom, boom. Even now with our podcast, you know, people tell us, oh, you lot get a lot of listens because you lot have a lot of followers. I'm like, did someone give me these followers or did I have to build that brand? Yeah. It's a brand I had to build. So some people feel like you have an unfair advantage. But how is that an unfair an unfair advantage? Because I've been everything that's been going on in my life has been leading up to this. Yeah. I've yeah. been doing what I it's not like I you know, I signed up to Twitter and I had a rolling start where Twitter was like, Okay, we like you, Keith has 10,000 followers to start. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's mad because, you know, some people only see part of the journey, innit? Yeah. So that's why a lot of people think, ah, oh, there's this, who are these people, you know, overnight success, but it doesn't work that way. They don't, they don't know that you've been grafting for 10 years Plus. before you decided to do the podcast, which is not even your first, it's not your first venture. It's not your first media venture anyway. No. So... I remember I was on radio twice. Before, yeah. You know, I had On Top FM, On yeah. Topic Talk Show, then I had my show on Radar. 
Right. So I started that just before the podcast. So I started my show on Radar. What was that show called again? Uh, Mornings Unfiltered. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Shams, yeah. You know, we did that for a while. But, you know, I have had a, an extensive background in doing this. So the mm. podcast was just the next level. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've been doing this. I've done this. And now I'm going to try my hand at something similar. Yeah. So, so people, essentially some people are the, the podcast for them is their first venture and they're trying to compare themselves to yeah people that yeah, have people had that have been doing this yeah, yeah. it's mad it's, it's like reggie mad. reggie yates you know he goes to do a documentary and he does this 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 and this and i want to compare and i was like he's been doing this from how long yeah he now but they didn't see it. that journey yeah yeah there's a journey there's yeah. a journey and you're like oh so he's done all of this which has led to this that's why his thing gets more views or that's why his thing's different or that's why boom 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 because he has background in this he has history in this mm. he's been i've been learning 100 yeah bro being on radio help because like podcasting and being on radio same thing i've been a conversationalist for however long yeah but do you think it's the same thing to a certain degree in how it comes out yes you know creating it process is different yeah but i'd say you know what i mean when people listen on the other side is more or less the same thing right so if we talk about radio when you were doing your first, because when did you start on top? Roughly what time? Uh, um. Oh, it was the night show. No, in terms of like, oh yeah, well, like, it was like five years ago. Yeah, 2013. 2013 times. Okay, so them times, and it was on the FM. They had the FM frequency as well, innit? Mm-hmm. Right. So with that, the way people listen to that, that was like, okay, ten o'clock. We're locking into mm-hmm. X Y Z. So in terms of the interaction level back then. What was it saying com- in comparison to like what you guys are doing with the podcast now? I think back then, because it was live. So it was yeah. live on radio. Everyone's tuned in. We used to shut down the internet, you know, all the time. I think we used to shut down on top FM every Sunday, essentially, because we used to crash the station. Crash the servers. We used to crash the servers every <sighs> single Sunday. Mad. Do you know how many people used to like, hey, it's not, wor- it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. A lot of people couldn't listen because, again, we hit the bandwidth. Yeah. So it couldn't get in. <laughs> That's literally it. the way I used to see it. It's a club and it's a capacity. Yeah, you know, if you're in, you're in. You know, what I mean, you can listen. If you, yeah, if your connection drops, you're screwed because now oh, you're on the man. outside. But that's what it was. We were. So what we're doing now, I tell people, we were shutting it down from way back when. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Even then, before we got into the first radio show, we came off doing. We had a web series. Yeah. Tell us, tell Dirty, us, tell yeah, us more about that. Series, the web series, um, dirty games we play. So, yeah, yeah, it was just you know used to funny takes on relationships and so on and so on. Yeah, that was God knows when 2012, got all the way back then. So that's what we were doing before that. Was, that me yeah, and Robert so that Robert. that was leverage as well. So people, so even people that didn't know about you guys from radio, they, they would us. come across you on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So they and, knew us from something, and those were the topics. So we were the people in terms of. So we, you know, kind of probably be relationship heavy yeah. men and women's interactions and so on so yeah. people knew us for our opinions on those things mm. so it was like if i moved to radio oh you know what I, mean? I like his opinions on this stuff let me hear what he has to say here if i move to a podcast it's literally so people are stuck on not what medium i'm on what i do so when people know what you do and they and they respect what you do mm. they will follow you from platform to platform to platform a platform yeah you know i mean you yeah. you start doing live shows in stratfield um stratford um westfield where you're just sitting there with your little thingy if people like what you do boom 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 oh yeah that's where he is now yeah they just move to over there that's it you know 
because they're there for the work, regardless of what the medium is. Yeah. If they respect what you do, they just move with you from platform to platform. That's why you can take your show from SoundCloud, put it on Spotify, people will come to Spotify, put it on iTunes, people will go to there. Yeah. Move because that's they respect what it is that you do. Hundred percent. It's all about that that strong yeah. personal and brand, that's what man. It was without we just kept moving, so we were just moving from different things, but our core what we were doing was more or less the same. So yeah. people were like, we've seen them do it before. We're going to follow and follow, follow. So that's why from radio, they'll follow to podcasts and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Radio is only difference. I'd say was, you know what I mean? A few rules here and there. You can't do this. You can't say that. Yeah. And, and obviously they like the fact that obviously it's not your station. Isn't it? So, yeah. so we kind of had to do it a certain way. But yeah. when we started podcasting, we had total control now. Mm. We could do what we want, how we want, whenever we want. No one's going to kick us off. Yeah, no one can tell us that we can't boom 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 that's it that's that you know sometimes yeah. you know something happens to your station you now have to move somewhere else yeah yeah. You know I mean hopefully somewhere else will take you that's mad it's mad what, can you believe it's been like it's been what's it seven months since radar closed yeah and you know when you take that in like that's how a whole station just gone just like that where, where do you think radio is gonna head do you think do you think radio is even relevant these days like from when radio, you've got radio, radio is really still is relevant because a lot of people do you know what i mean still listen to radio a yeah. lot but podcasting is is a contender yeah all right yeah. so on what demand. what are your predictions for the next i don't know for 2019 what do you where do you see the balance between radio and podcasting let's say in the next two two to three years Ray, I'd say podcasting is gonna give radio a run for its money in the next two, two to three years because there's a lot of money being pumped into podcasting now. Right so before, I guess now, not a lot of money was going into podcasting because these companies didn't understand it. You couldn't advertise on podcasts because yeah. they didn't understand it. Now that they can make money advertising on podcasts, now that they're more flexible with podcasts and stuff, because now you don't have to have a relationship with let's say the BBC, mm. you can have a relationship with those podcasters. Hey, we want to advertise on your podcast. So think about it. There's 10 different shows on the station. Now we just want to advertise on that show specifically. We don't have to worry about what the station has to say. We can speak to you direct and so on and so on. So it makes it easier, make, makes things more accessible for them. And I'd say when it comes to podcasting, a lot of the listeners build a relationship with whatever podcast they listen to, kind of ask like three shots. So let's say we speak on something, people pay attention to it. Mm. If I say, hey, go check this movie out, people are going to check it. So because of that, a lot of these companies are now realising... Yeah, they, 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 they're realising the, the how much clout you have and how much influence exactly. you have over... Exactly. The people... Very hard to reach demographics as well. Exactly. That's and, mad. And that's what it is. So now you can just look at so many, so many... and. I think it's easier to target things now. Yeah. Where there's so many different types of podcasts where you can be like, okay, we want to promote A, B, C, and D. You can actually find a podcast or something along the lines of that goes to your direct yeah. audience. So like radio is going to get a run for its money. Because all the restrictions that radio has, podcasting doesn't. So they get yeah. to... It's kind of like with Radar. That's why they had a lot more freedom than everyone else because they weren't interested on being... Mm. on FM yeah because they wanted to you know move freely and because of that they could move a lot quicker than everyone else mm. that's it's crazy because I came from a um an FM background but pirate yeah so I've seen it go from FM with no internet whatsoever and like when you're doing your show the interaction like comes strictly from the phone and then it moved on to like the internet and then when it when it was the internet I'm gonna be honest with you I didn't really respect it 
Mm. I was thinking, right, no one's ringing up. I'm getting bare tweets, but no one's ringing up. Like, so what is it? Is it is the show not powerful enough to like get a response where people just want to ring up, or is it just like times are changing? Then when the internet thing happened, and then you got stations like Radar. Oh, to be honest with you, I was thinking that it was going to end up with more internet radio stations and not so much podcasts, but. I suppose that on-demand culture, mm-hmm. you know, people are, is on demand now. Yeah, people are busy, you know, they can download it and listen to it on the train. Whereas if it's on the radio, obviously, how are you going to listen to it on the train? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah. And that's what happens, bro. You sit there and you think to yourself, you can get food on demand. Mm. TV shows on demand. Your groceries on demand. You know what I mean? You can even, you know, get women on demand. So when it comes to, you know... You that's, an- that's another... Everything. Yeah. everything is yeah. on demand it's so it's it's just so mad like how things have changed over the last how quickly things have changed over the last 10 years like I, to be honest with you things like tinder things like uber eats uber it's all part of our daily lives now mm-hmm. like you can't do without it yesterday it was my daughter's birthday yeah so we was running around we took her bowling and we didn't even eat like so after like the grandparents have gone and whatnot 11 30 at night mm-hmm. i need some food and it's easy. Or, you know, Quit Uber Eats thing. Food was there in 16 minutes. There you go. Do you know what I mean? And now you can see the process. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The guy's, le- you know what I mean? Okay, the delivery driver's there. He's left. He's up the road. He's here. Wow. That's it, man. So why the hell am I going to be waiting for radio shows when I can just listen to something on demand? That's, it's, it's mad. What would you like to see in like in this digital space? What, would you, what sort of apps or... Uh, utilities would you like to see in the future or what do you predict would be useful for you as an individual what would you like to see mm. autonomous cars bro if they need to improve on that and they need to I mean they need to you'd, sort that you'd out really sit, you'd really sit in a car that drives itself yeah you trust that yeah wow. I fell asleep driving one time <laughs> I, I wish my car could drive itself <laughs> you know what I mean that's when I was like but it's little things like that when they improve it I, I feel like that's a game changer you know what I mean? Because I think it makes everything a bit more efficient. That's one of those things, you know, when we move around, efficiency is key. Yeah. So when there's a structure and there's a system and everything kind of moves around, it's like um, when you have those thingies in, I'm not sure what country it is, and where the cars will drive onto some kind of like a pallet thing. So you're on that thingy and it just moves a certain way. They all move in unison. So it's literally you get to where you're going really quickly. There's no one that's going to be stopping in the middle of nowhere. And so on and so on. There's a system, you know what I mean? System, system, system. So yes, for me, it's autonomous cars. And I would like to know that my car would, you know, pick my life over anyone else's. So if we're crashing <laughs> head on, you know, we're crashing head on into whatever, you know what I mean? Just don't try and kill me because that's the most ethical thing to do. No, if I'm spending a shitload of money on you, I need you to protect me. Because <laughs> that's my own. That's, that's mad. It's always been my biggest fear with, you know, those cars. Yeah, like cause someone has to program it in the most ethical way possible. Essentially. I'm not gonna lie, if I had one of those cars, yeah, I, my hands would be on the steering wheel for the first few months, bro. Yeah, because it takes care of them ones. Yeah, yeah, but now you know they're weaning us in. So in terms of kind of um, cars that park themselves, you know, slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car parks itself, you know, where your car has summoned, where Teslas have it, the new BMs have it. Where if the space is too small, you get out the car and, and it you parks itself. Wow. You can, you can, you can use your. Keyboard. I saw that. Um, I think I saw that about a year ago yeah. when they were like testing it, and that I was like, "Yeah." And I saw the, some sick, of the man. new. I saw a Range Rover they were testing as well. It was driving itself. So the <sighs> guy's sitting there, but the car is driving itself. 
And you know the mad one? Um, Uber actually testing the the uh, autonomous cars. Yeah. So you'll be able to like call an Uber. It just it's kind of like have you seen the film Total Recall? Yep. That's literally Johnny Cab. Yep. That's literally. We're that close to actually seeing real life Johnny Cabs like rolling around. Yep. That is. And that's you know what I mean when you take that in you're like wow. Yeah, really and it's crazy because imagine man. you've got your car or whatever. You go to work mm. and your car goes to work too. Work as a cab. Your car picks you up from work. Your car goes back out to raise money to pay for itself. I didn't think about that, you know. <laughs> Take it. You know what I mean? You've gone to work. Your car has dropped you at work. Shh. Keep next- the idea for yourself, bro. <laughs> you could have kept that for yourself. They're probably working on that already. <laughs> but you get my point. You yeah, yeah, I mean? 100%. Out there working. Early. Yeah. That is mad. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's the little things like that. So for me, I think that's that's the one thing I can say I'm very kind of excited for. Mm. Autonomous cars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you think at the moment is like really crap? What do you think we don't need? What do we not need? No more of or, you know, like, what do you think is completely unnecessary mm. that people are using at the moment? At the moment, um, 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 there's not much because I think a lot of the stuff, I think some stuff is crap where you look at something and you think it's absolutely stupid, yeah. but a lot of stuff works. But I do think one of the things that we do have that's a gift and a curse is social media in itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things. That's something I definitely think some people don't need. You know, yeah, you come across yeah. certain people, you don't need to be on the internet <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? You definitely shouldn't be on the internet so nah, I said especially it. when you're not in a good place like I've, yeah. I've always said like I, I said to someone the other day that um, if you're depressed stay off yeah, social media if you're hungry stay off social media stay off social media because like you'll be hungry and you're trying to go sleep yeah and then you'll see people posting like mm-hmm. a la carte food on, on and you bruv be stressed as soon as you see those images you're going to be even more hungry or you know that whole uh, comparison thing People yeah, are looking at the gram else. thinking, ah, oh, so so 14 year old he's got a rolly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm 30, I haven't got a rolly. I ain't even seen a rolly. How you how's everyone getting all these rollies? How's everyone getting all these cars? And it messes with your mind. Yeah. It messes with your mind. And if you're not kind of comfortable in yourself and if you don't know what you want out of life, yeah. social media can really change your life plans like that. Yeah. That's mad. You can wake up one, yeah, and it's not even something that happens overnight. You know, it's gradual. Mm. Slowly but surely, what you want changes, 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 because you're being brainwashed. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's and crazy. the thing is, it's like, I was saying on a um, a previous episode that it's part of our morning ritual. Mm. Like, you have to be very careful because, like, you might not check social media when you wake up, but I don't know about you. One of the first things I do I check my bank balance. <laughs> my money's still there. <laughs> I check my bank balance. I check my email. Then, all right, all right, then I might check, you know, the Instagram, Twitter and whatnot. Not as much as I used to, but the phone is the first thing I look at. And I know it's a terrible habit, but um, I don't know. What about you? Do, you? do you find that it's the first thing that you go to? Because Keith, man, every, t- every time I've seen a picture of you, that phone is glued to your hand. I use my, because I work from my phone a lot. It's crazy because people always say to, say to me, you're always on your phone, but you're never replying messages. Because yeah. I don't use my phone for the same things most people use their phones for. So I check social media, do this, I do that. But for me, I'm always, you know, kind of jotting things down, noting stuff down. Mm. You know what I mean? Always listening to something, checking for something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first thing I, first thing I did with my phone when I got it is I turn off, or with any phone I get, 
I turn notifications off for everything. On the social media platforms, yeah? Everything. Right. I turn everything, notifications off for everything. My phone's on silent. So literally, my notifications don't pop. So my phone don't call me. Mm. You know what I mean? I check my phone when I check my phone. I check my messages when I want to check my messages. Yeah. And yeah. stuff like that. There's nothing that's important enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even with work and stuff like emails. I was sat there and I was like, I will check all of that when I want to check that. Mm. I, I, and I'm sure it will make you more productive as well. Because if you're if you've got a certain list of tasks for your day and then you keep getting bombarded with you keep having to reach for it nah if I put my phone there I don't want my phone making no noise or boom I don't even have messages pop up at the top none of that yeah nothing see guys that's a tip right there like turn your notifications off you know Mm -hmm. because it's crazy out here 100% and I always tell people I answer messages when I check my phone Mm. if I get there I get there yeah that's how I see it. And for so the most part, I don't... You run your phone, the phone don't run you, nah. essentially. Because it's very, 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 very easy to get sucked into, you know what I mean? Just always on your phone. This, 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 this. Your phone's always summoning you. Mm. You know what I mean? You're doing something and it's beeping and you're thinking, what is that? Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Nah, for my one, if it goes off, it goes off. Yeah. Even with my Apple Watch and stuff, certain things don't pop up. Right, okay. So I could have, you know what I mean? When I got my Apple Watch, I was like, it's counterproductive because I don't actually want any of that stuff popping up on my watch. You know what? That's the only, that's probably the only Apple device I haven't bought yet, you know? I swear I'm a victim. Like, yeah. I bought every, everything they bring out, Same. I buy. I've got everything except... Where I've got... Have you got Apple TV? I used to. Now, because I've got a smart TV. Yeah. It's the only reason I don't have it. But if right. I didn't have a smart TV, I'd have Apple TV. Yeah. But apart from that, I used to have Apple TV. I had the first generation Apple TV, actually. Like, when it first came out, yeah. I was on that. You know what I mean? I was on that. I was on the iPad to have two MacBooks. You know, like, <laughs> literally, they've got me. You know what I mean? I have two yeah. iPhones, two MacBooks. You know what I mean? Say, tell a lie, actually. I didn't get the, um, what's it called? The i What's it called? The i iPad Pro. I didn't get that. No, I'm, I'm actually due to get one of those next month. But I, I don't see the point. Because if you've got a MacBook... And you've got, I mean, the phones, the screens on the phones are big enough now. Why would you need like a... Because I like to write things by hand a lot. Ah. So when they introduced that, I was like, Depending, they've, won yeah. me over. they've won me over. Because even with my book, it's funny because I tell people before I type my book up, I wrote everything by hand. So yeah. I have tons of just paper and books and books and books and books and books. Just Do you find that helps your, cre- like your creativity when you write it? by hand because it's like literally just flowing flowing physical tactile thing and it's so easy to get distracted when you use devices yeah you know I mean computers and stuff and maybe it's the way the light hits me and everything around the screen and stuff like that I just can't think and type Keith why did you say that man now now, now you've actually you've plotted the seed for me to go and find an excuse to go and buy that that iPad Pro now I'm telling you for me I never cared (laughs) until you said that (laughs) I didn't care until I saw the little pen thing I'm like oh yeah, but for me, that's it. I When I write by hand, bro, it's different. My mind is different. My mind works differently. Ideas form in my head differently. Yeah. I only type by computer after I've written everything. Okay. So that's how it that, works. That is, that is next on the list now. Yeah. And I mean, so for me, that's very, very, very important. So when I saw the, um, the iPad Pro, I was like, I'm getting that. Maybe I just wanted an excuse to get it. Who knows? <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know sometimes you just need some kind of justification yeah yeah know? now you just gave me the perfect justification my missus is going to be looking at me like I'm mad now because I literally buy everything no, for me, I, was like, I need that shit and you know here we are but yeah I'm definitely getting one of those for myself but it's my early Christmas present yeah you know what I mean because I'm in the process of moving house once I've got all of that sorted I'm like I'll treat myself to an iPad yeah man let's quickly talk about um, three shots of tequila in terms of like 
the business side of it. Yeah. So the podcast is popping, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like what? If you do, you've you've obviously passed a million listeners by now, right? Uh, In total, we're close to six mil. <laughs> so we're close to six million listeners at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So you've done live shows yeah. across the UK. I think we've done about. We've just sold out our show a month early, so we've just sold out our next show. Uh, I think we've done about twenty shows sold out wow. each time. So it's insane. Wow. You, know, you take it in, it's like that's, wow. that's crazy. Yeah, so six million, millions of views. Show sold out. You know, thousands of subscribers. So yeah, yeah as a business, you know, three shots is doing pretty very healthy. You know, it's doing pretty well still. Yeah. So, so any plans for like international tours like yeah, going outside of the UK the and brand. That? So for me with, um, I enjoy three shots and stuff, but I'm podcasting. I look at it, you know what I mean? On a bigger, bigger, bigger scale. So mm. where I want to, you know, like three shots is dope, you know what I mean? But I'm trying to have 10, three shots, you know what I mean? So want to be working on different projects where I'm working on that, mm. working on that because podcasting is growing. It's growing in the UK. The US is about two, three years ahead of us. And what they're doing over there in terms of podcasting is amazing. And all of these companies are now kind of clocking on late and boom, yeah. boom, boom. And I want to be the guy that's like, hey. Yeah, it's, it's mad you say that because podcasting, I swear that started when they invented the, the iPod. So that's a very, very long time ago. Yep. So we're talking what, like, Because Joe Rogan's been 04. Yes, if you yeah. think about it. Joe Rogan has been podcasting for... Yes. That's like, one of the first podcasts I discovered. Yeah. On on the uh, iTunes store. Yeah. He's been doing it from before it was a thing. So, you know, before people looked at it, because I think podcasting has probably gone up. I'd say, okay, ad revenue mm. in podcasting went up 85% last year. That's crazy. 85%, you know what I mean? To like 200 and something mil. So would you say we're at a tipping point now? Yeah. Because, like, even in the UK, it's been, I mean, people have been doing it, you know, since about 2014, 2015. I started to see quite a bit of mass adoption. Yeah. But I think, um, especially, like, with our community, it's been underserved. And I think, obviously, you guys have are one of the first to kind of, like, bring attention over to podcasting. Yeah. I'd say yeah. So we're hitting that tipping point now. Mm. Yeah. So what what do you think? What do you think? What do you predict will happen with podcasting in the UK? What do you think will start to happen in terms of events, uh, adoption, uh, mainstream media attention? What do you where do you think is gonna go in the next? I don't know, two or three years. In the next year alone, all of these mainstream places are gonna be digging into you know what I mean podcasting look at it now BBC Sounds Spotify yeah, yeah, now Apple Deezer all of these places are you know knee deep in podcasts mm. at the moment I know with Spotify as well they've you know allocated a big chunk of their budget to podcasting in the next year or two so That's a big crazy. chunk of their budget is just geared towards podcasts so what do you think they will what do you think they can do with it creatively like that has already been done there's, you know what I mean? There's so much and that's literally how my company came about, you know what I mean? So I don't want to give them too much but in terms of create, because I've been researching this for the last two, two and a half years. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where, so now when I sit in meetings and stuff like that and I'm like, everyone is very early so you've still got a lot of companies that are still trying to convert their music listeners into podcast listeners and there's so much that's going on where 
everyone's learning. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, they're new to podcasting. It's like, okay, we're trying to figure this out right now. Yeah. Even when you look at proper broadcasting houses and stuff like that, it's like, okay, we have a team of radio people, but we need podcast creators, you know what I mean? So they bring people in from outside yeah. to come and create their podcast because the people they have on site, oh no, you know what I mean? They're used to creating radio shows. Yeah. You now have to create a podcast. It's not the same thing. You know what I mean? And a lot of people try to create podcasts the way they create radio shows. Yeah. It doesn't work out. So, like, I mean, you you guys come from a radio background, but that, did, that, that didn't affect you. We come from, I'd say, I don't come from a radio background per se. It's just one of the mediums. Yeah, you know what I mean? you've that got experience. Yeah. yeah, so I've got experience in radio and stuff. And for me, that's why I, I tend to stay away from radio because it's not for me. Yeah. And with radio, you have to be a certain way. You know what I mean? For radio, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you kind of got to put on a more of a persona whereas with podcasts you mm-hmm. you could just be yourself kind yeah, of thing 100%. and that's always worked better for me because if you listen to me when I was on my radio show and you listen to me on the podcast it was always very different mm. and stuff like that and I've always preferred the other side essentially let's quickly talk about um, you've got you've collaborated with Mind what, Mind Charity um, not at the moment What's I'm called? working it's actually um, a company called Everpress right. so for them it's a one of my producers from when I was on radio, he actually moved to that company and, you know, he called me up one time and he's like, hey, got this, you know, amazing company that I'm working at, an ethical printing company. Yeah. So in terms of the materials are ethically sourced and they're zero waste, so they don't waste materials, so they don't print out. So let's say you've got maybe a t-shirt design you have, yeah. they're not going to print out a hundred t-shirts and you only sell two. Yeah, the minimum spend on that, you don't, you're not yeah. forced to Nah, so to with, with them, what happens is you send over the design and people pre-order. So right. people pre-order the t-shirt three weeks and yeah. then they print whatever's ordered and paid for. Yeah. So literally, if people order 20 t-shirts, they only print 20 t-shirts. Yeah. Essentially, so... And they kind of get involved in a lot of charity stuff. So we were like, it would be really, really cool for us to work together on a project because they knew how kind of interested I was in kind of how passionate I was about mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, you know what I mean? Is there any charity you're supporting yeah. that we could work with? And I was like, mind, you know, because I work with them on my documentary and stuff like that. So we put the t-shirt together, we designed it and we're going to give 100% of the proceeds to mind in Harringay. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that was really cool. But yeah, that's a collaboration between me Everpress and Kingsley Nabechi, yeah. um, a designer. Shout out Kingsley, man. Yeah, Sick artwork, yeah. man. One, yeah, one of the best designers yeah. in the business. But yeah, so that's how that came about. I saw the t-shirt. It, look, it looks dope, man. Yeah, no, we literally sat there. We were like, this has to be crazy. Yeah. We're like, we're not going to half-heart this because it's easy to think, you know what I mean? Oh, it's just some side project or just, nah, we're like, this has to be a next thing. It has to be a next level. And that's how we sat there and we came up with the idea. And Kingsley went, King, that's what I love about working with Kingsley is he just gets what I mean. You know someone, you can tell what you mean. Yeah. And they get it. And yeah. it just translates on paper when yeah. you look at it. Because he did all of the visuals for my book. Yeah. Book um, from when we started before. So all of the stuff you see artwork in relation to my book, he did and so on and so on. Yeah. So that's when I was like... Now that artwork is crazy. I remember... Um... Like a load of black sheeps with jewelry, like with chains on. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So was that your idea or was it his idea or was it like a mixture of the two? Um, so it was my, so I had all of the ideas. So I'm like, I have these dope ideas. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in terms of making them work, 
he made them work. You know what I mean? So I, I'll have the brief idea. So I'll call you up, Andrew. I'm like, yeah, I wanna, you know what I mean? I wanna get this kind of message out yeah. in this way. And boom, boom, boom. We go back and forth. And next thing you know, we've got the sheep. You know, yeah. we've got the black sheep. You know what's mad? Because he captures your essence. Yeah. Like he understands you and he captures your humor in it as well through the artwork which and, is and and that's what I love you know what I mean he's not one of those people who have to go back to all the time and change this change that change yeah, that yeah, yeah. he'll send me something and I'm like that's it yeah that's you you know what I mean I'm like you got it so literally I can explain it to him and he just gets it yeah and that's what I loved and that's why we've worked so well together you know what I mean over the years and that's why when this came up I was like only person I can call is Kingsley because he yeah. gets it you know one of those ones where like it will come out the way it's supposed to. point, yeah. And he actually done the, the artwork for Three Shots of Tequila, right? Yeah. So he yeah. done, and again, a lot of podcasts since then. So yeah. even now with all of our artwork for our BBC show, yeah. he did the artwork for that. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? He's done a lot of stuff for the mobiles. He's done a lot of stuff since, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was happy that that um, it's been working out for him. And I was happy that he, he could actually make time for us to work on this project yeah. as yeah. well because he's really busy at the moment but we managed to make it happen. Yeah. And yeah, I look forward to seeing how much we do raise for. Yeah, man, definitely give, give out the link, man. Like let people know like where 100%. they can get the t-shirt. Um, if you check most of my socials now, it's going to be there. But um, if you go on Everpress, so if you go on Everpress's Instagram, so it's Everpress HQ and my socials as well, Mr. Exposed, it should be on there because I'm going to be pushing it a lot up until um, the end of the pre-order date. So I think there's about 20 days to go, 20 or 19. Okay, cool. Cool, man. So, so we've covered quite a lot of angles, man. Yeah. Quite a lot of angles. And I would say like, um, as someone who, I know you might not like the, t- I don't like the term either. A lot of people, a lot of influencers, inverted commas, don't like the term influencer. But from someone sitting from your perspective, yeah, how important in terms of, let's say, for example, you want to, you want to build a brand, you want to sell products, you want to sell services. Yeah. How important is it to have that social currency, that juice? Do you think you can actually get by without it or do you think it's essential now? Like you have to... It depends on what you you're selling. You need that juice. It depends on what you're selling because some things, you know what I mean, you need that juice. Some things, you know what I mean, carry their own juice, mm. essentially. But I think we are at a point now where a lot of, lot of stuff is social media based so you kind of need to find a way to get yourself out there if you don't have the juice you need to find someone with the juice mm. the right person with the juice because i find a lot of people think every influencer as you said is the same or oh that person has ten thousand followers so you know law of numbers if i go in there someone must want to buy it i'm like is that the right yeah. audience no the one right audience yeah but people things people have asked me to promote i'm like have you checked what my what, you've not asked me what my audience is, who yeah. my audience is, you know what I mean? What's my demographic? Where are they based? You know what I mean? So and so and so and so and how many of them are men? How many of them are women? Mm. You know, if my page is predominantly men and you want me to advertise wigs and weave on my page, <laughs> you're advertising or you're using the wrong space, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do have the juice, I just don't have the juice for that. Yeah. And that's what happens. Sometimes people get mad at you when their stuff doesn't get any traction. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I get paid for the attempt. I get to put get paid to put it out there. Yeah. What happens after is on you. Because you didn't check. Yeah, that's why I prefer not to anyway because I hate having those awkward conversations with people. Yeah. There's a lot of times when I do ask people that and they, for them it translates as, oh, so you don't want to do it. I'm like, no, I'm asking. Did yeah, you but a lot, a lot of people, what they don't understand is you have to protect your brand as well. Like you can't be 
you know, putting up adverts for like Tampax. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does, does, if it doesn't make sense, people, your following is gonna what look at your call me up about What the hell are you? What the hell is Keith posted like? My brother, one of my brothers, he, you know, what I mean, his friend has a thing of business with cam girls and video girls. So I was like, bro, it's not gonna work on you know on my platform. Mm. Obviously, the type of sponsorship you might want to attract yeah, in the future. Like, they no. see questionable things on your <laughs> on your page. Things like that. I yeah. have to think about stuff like that. I'm like, mm. some stuff works, but he would pay handsomely. Yeah. And I was like, that would have been a lovely bit of money. Yeah. But nah. That's mad. You know what I mean? I have to think about my brand. I always tell people that's one of the most important things. You have to think about your brand long term. Yeah. Everyone's after the, you know, instant gratification. Mm. You know, now. You know, I look good now. I've signed this deal now. I'm working with this company now. I'm working with yeah. this brand now. Yeah. Cool. How does that affect you two years, three yeah. years, four years? 100%. And also, I think a lot of people, it's like they they feel like once they get the cosign, that's it. Nope. And it's not the case. Like the other day, I saw this guy on Twitter. He said, do people only listen to popular people? And do you feel that popular people don't like to push other people's stuff? I said to him, and I actually, I looked at it, I said, okay. I actually tweeted him back. I said, it may look like that on the surface, mm-hmm. but what you've got to realise is that person has their own brand and also, mm-hmm. even if they gave you the cosign, have you created something that is worth buying yep. on its own? Can it stand on its own? Nope. Because someone could give you the cosign, people go check your page or whatever, it's and it's trash. So then you've just, that You've just put advertising on something that's trash. Mm-hmm. You're just going to make people find out that it's trash quicker. That's all you're going to do. And the thing is something, it may have been something that wasn't ready yet. And you've now kind of prematurely put it out there. So mm. eventually it's going to be perfect, but no one's coming back. Because nah, I remember when you promoted this, it was trash. I'm not going back to go look at that. Mm. I'm going to waste my time with that. That's crazy. You man. know what I mean? You shot yourself on the foot. So I always say stuff like that is important. But people don't think ahead. It's great to say I'm attached to this brand. We're working on this. We're working on that. Like, it's all good and dandy. But yeah. is that um, conducive to your end goal? Yeah. If you have a plan. Yeah. And I find a lot of people want to do what everyone else is doing or whatever. Looks cool. Looks cool. Looks juicy. You know, I mean? you know what I mean? I'm endorsed by this company. I'm with this brand. I'm with this, this. Yeah. It looks good. You know, vanity metrics. Yeah. And then so when you look at, sometimes you look at their page, it's like they've got thousands and thousands of followers, but engagement there's no poor. engagement engagement is poor and sometimes people do get the engagement but it doesn't translate to anything financially for their brand or you know what i mean in terms of work and so on and so on because they're working for freebies that's crazy man not even building like a like a database that nope. they can actually eventually sell to nope you know yeah. the likes for some people hey each to their own but for some people the likes are enough there's <laughs> a whole different kind of living for me that's that it's not for me yeah. yeah. So, any? Do you have any plans to like move on to anything other than podcasting in terms of, in terms of like media, new media? Because I remember like we had a discussion. Um, I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, and we was talking about the idea of doing vlogs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I personally said that w- if that was you, I think that would bang for you if you did if you did vlogs. Yeah. No, I think it is. Is that I, still on the table? It's still, still on, the cards? on the table, but it's just a different format. You know, what I mean, I'll tell you about it after, but it's. You know, when I sat there and I was like, I want to do stuff that no one else over here is doing. Yeah. But I took that idea and that concept and I found a way to do it in a way that no one else was doing it right. over here in the UK. Yeah. And it's absolutely insane. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's something that I'm going to be working on 2019. 
we look forward to it. You know, man. that's going to be insane, 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 insane. And I should have really started it from a few months ago, but I was kind of working on other stuff. But now I'm taking it head on. Mate, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll talk after this. <laughs> yeah, man. But anyway, man, I want to thank you for, for coming on the uh, on the podcast. No, thank um, you for having me, man. Have you got any tips for people that are like getting started with their personal brand or get they want to actually build a name for themselves in like the current environment they're in that a lot of things are saturated there's a lot of noise everyone's trying to do like the same thing that everyone else is doing what tips would you give someone who wants to actually get known from what you already know i have two tips two tips two tips that will you know i mean work have a plan and be consistent. You know what I mean? Those are the two. It's easy to do any and everything that comes your way. Mm. You know what I mean? So I always like have a plan. And when you have a plan, you sometimes may deviate, but it's kind of like when you have your sat-nav, you take a wrong turn, it will always get you back. Reroutes you, yeah. Reroute you to where you need to go. So always have a plan. Plan, plan. Don't wing it. You know what I mean? Or don't wing it too much where yeah. you like, I know exactly what I want to achieve. So as long as you have an end goal, everything fits around that a lot of people don't actually know what their end goal is so that's why they're flimsy and they're all over the place and boom 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 so have a plan and you'll know what it is that you want to do and consistency be consistent with three shots like i always say we are where we are now because we've never missed an episode in two years two and a half years never that's missed crazy it. 116 episodes on yeah and we count the bbc ones we count the radar ones so we're probably 150 episodes up and never missed one that is so sick and you know what? i was listening to something the other day and they said they've done a study that the average podcast doesn't make it past seven episodes and you wonder why there's so many and people some people are like okay how come this podcast don't bang or how come that one don't bang a lot of it is obviously it's got to be quality yep. but the consistency thing is i find Working what a lot of yeah yeah tell people like if your favourite TV show if you didn't even know when the next episode was on mm. you know what I mean you won't stay like, low yeah. yeah we've got EastEnders today oh next EastEnders episode in two months <laughs> can you imagine you know what I mean if it was scheduled if you if it's on the schedule like okay we have an episode every month cool yeah. I know that I get it every month I know when it comes out yeah. so I know when to look forward it's to it. still consistent it's just a different frequency mm -hmm. yeah. but if it's just one of those things where oh yeah it just came out of nowhere yeah. When's the next one? Mm. Could be next week. Could be next year. That's it. So I'm consistency. Guilty, I'm guilty of that, man. My yeah. first podcast I did in, um, I started it in 2015. Yeah. And I did 20 episodes and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. You know what I mean? And that's what happens. But you just got to, you know, again, plan for it. You know, it's my end goal with it and just ride it. Yeah. And just stick with it. Definitely, man. Bro, it's been a pleasure. Let people know where they can find you. Oh uh, yeah, you can catch me on my socials essentially. So that's Mr. Exposed on Twitter. So that's M-R-E-X-P-O-S-E-D. And then on Instagram, it's Mr. Exposed, but spelled M-R-E-X-P-S-D. They deleted my other account a few years ago, so I couldn't get my name back. Uh, I, was, I was wondering why they were two different um, yeah, spellings. Because yeah. they were all exactly the same until I lost that profile. I have no idea why I didn't get an explanation. It just disappeared. It was funny because it was Christmas Eve. 2014 Shit. where I've woken up and my page is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Bro, it was, you know, you're like, oh, oh. Bro. So, yeah, it was a bit mad. It was a bit mad. But yeah, you can catch me on there and then three shots of tequila, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
and Spotify. We're on Spotify now. A lot of people are complaining about, why oh, aren't you guys on Spotify? We're on Spotify now. So check us out. And YouTube as well. Oh yeah, YouTube as well. Three shots of tequila. Yeah, just hashtag, search the hashtag three shots of tequila. It will take you to our page and subscribe to that as well. But yeah, we are all over the place. And yeah, thank you for having me, man. You're welcome, bro. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review if you like the podcast over there on iTunes. Uh, share with all your friends. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And don't forget, you can get interactive with the hashtag RedesignPod. So that's hashtag RedesignPod, all one word. Catch you same time, same place next week, every Monday, right here on the Redesign Podcast.